0: Some merch as well. At some point, we don't have it yet, but we will have that one as well. Primarily
1: cat sweaters. Cats? What? Primarily.
0: We, we actually did like, not discuss this. You this is not most of about... it.
1: I mean, it was just a problem with the production line that they could only manufacture sweaters for cats. You did not tell me about the cat sweaters. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just the production. I mean, these guys, you know, they they didn't realize that we were like doing more so stuff doing for humans, cat sweaters. So it's just. For, if you have a cat, it's going... (gasps)
0: All right, here we go. We're back. Back in St. Louis, another episode. I was out of town. I was in Mexico, Mexico City um, for the World Juniors. You were gone as well. Where were you? I'm not going to say that. Stop it. We've already tried this again. You have to tell us where your undisclosed location was.
1: No, we're not going to disclose that location. Okay, Secret. no
0: location. But what
1: were you doing in that undisclosed location? I was filming. Oh, okay, okay. It's finally, finally done after one year. Chessable, Chessable is done. Very nice. Not the company, my course. <laughs> my course <is> <laughs> you didn't finish the Chessable company. No, not yet. Dissolve Chessable. No, they're still doing well. The course is going to be released, but I don't know when. But I, I assume pretty soon. I mean, everything is just up to to their editorial process and all that. But uh, my part is done. It's been a while. When when did you start it, actually? I was approached in like June of 2022. Then we eventually agreed like November of 2022. I started working on it briefly then, and then more so in 2023. And uh, I finished the files in t- July.
0: It's a super long
1: process, yeah? I mean, you yeah. really wanted to do something good with, uh, with this one, it seems. It's it's forty five hours long, uh, which is which is a lot. It's not the most. Yeah. There's some people who went crazy and did like hundred hour long things, but it's on the on the higher side. I and think Zwittler's uh, course on the Krumfeld was like thirty hour long. Well, he split into two parts because, or they split into two parts because it was too long. Yeah. One is like thirty seven hours, the other one as well. So, so he did probably close to seventy hours, um, and they split into two parts specifically for that reason. At some point, they were thinking about splitting mine into two parts, but then they couldn't find a way to logically do it. So 45 hours—it was kind of brutal at the end, because <laughs> there was there were some things like one of their things that they do is they do like a summary chapter. You're right. It's like short and, every, and sweet. Every no no short and sweet short and sweet is a separate thing that they do to promote. So like a the like, one hour long, like half an hour depends. it depends. Yeah. They like releases basically to boost sales to like give people a taste and but the other thing is just for people who just who don't want to look at everything they just want like condensed version that one is is pretty rough to film why is that one of the things is that you don't want to go too long Mm. so you have to estimate how much you show but it's like a trailer, yeah, uh, of a yeah, movie. It's like a you four don't want to put the best, it's like, all the best no, no, stuff you, in it. You do, but you you don't want to put the irrelevant stuff. It's a four-hour trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty serious. But to actually. estimate that you get to like three, four hours, and not to eight hours, and not to two hours is pretty tough when you're, and you want to do it without too many cuts. Did you have to do uh, many takes? Well, you you want to do it without too many cuts. That's a, so you you can't like, if you make a mistake, you pretty much start from the whole thing. No, not not the whole thing, but like if you do thirty minute cuts, at least it looks more natural. Hmm. Uh, It's normal to do cuts because you sometimes like realize something, or you just misspeak. Yeah. Um, But here you you basically like every. I was trying to fit into like thirty minute parts. I know what I'm going to say for those thirty minutes, which was really really not easy, because you're talking about like different chess positions. Uh, So a lot of obviously all the material is prepared beforehand, but then once you're going through it, you like realize things. Like, oh, there's this move I didn't consider, but now I'm looking at it without an engine while talking about it, so now I realize this move. Hmm. Well, when you analyze with an engine, it's a different thing, right? You, you're less involved in the actual thinking about the position.
0: How did you approach that, actually? Because obviously all the analysis we we do nowadays is mostly with the help of the engine. But at the same time, especially as you are uh, mentioning, when you present that, and you present it with, Some wording behind it. You've done the wording. You've done uh, the work. But how different it is when you have the engine on compared to when you don't have the engine on?
1: Oh, it's it's really different. But also, it's it's very different because if I give you an opening, like let's say I'm your second. Yeah. uh, There's certain positions that I'm just like, okay, you go from here. Yes. Or you'll figure it out. That's (laughs) basically what you'll say. Yeah. Like you're not going to ask me, okay, what do I do in this position? You'll just see, well. Black, let's say you're playing from black point of view, it's equal and it doesn't look too outrageously complicated or it looks outrageously complicated, but the computer says minus one. And maybe it's like extremely difficult to also get there. So there's no point in continuing. Yeah, yeah. also uh, basically at some point I can just say, yeah, this will never happen. Exactly. Yeah. You can't say that in the course. Mm. I, I, can so- I sometimes say things like, it's very unlikely that you'll get here so you don't have to worry about it too much. Uh, like focus more on the early stuff but you can't say something like don't worry about this because you'll never get here because then the person watching will be like well why the fuck did you even include this and why <laughs> why am I in this looking at this position yeah so it's just it's a bit different and also because it's catering to like 1400 players uh, that's like the minimum level of the course that's uh that was actually my next question um 1400 to what well like, it's can uh, a grandmaster use it example it's it's uh yeah yeah for sure actually I, i'd say it's probably most suited for like a grandmaster okay but of course that's a very small audience but the course is marketed towards intermediate to master that's their fourteen hundred 1400s lowest i don't know what master is but basically upwards of yeah the analysis can be used by anyone uh, so i wouldn't recommend that a, like a top player use it because obviously it's going to be public mm-hmm. so it's just a different thing but if it if it wasn't like public information, then it could be used. I would use it myself. It's mm-hmm. stuff that I would I would play. So how what do you think its uh, lifespan is going to be? The analysis that you've done,
0: because I know for example Anish still promotes his Nidor of course. For example, right? And I've that checked was, his like, Nidor many course. many years. His, his
1: Nidor of course, like these days, holds up fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it holds fine up. exactly. Yeah, it's like modern analysis. You're not going to find glaring holes. So yeah. more or less, it will probably hold up.
0: For a while, for a few years.
1: You think? I mean, probably objectively, it's more or less correct. Yeah. Now, will it still be fashionable in a few years? Uh, I don't know. Um, because the, the sharp lines these days, I think the analysis engines are strong enough that, yeah, we get it to a point pretty much that it's not... If if a, a, an adjustment has to be make, made, it'll be a small one. It's not going to be like overturning the variation or something. It'll be like, okay, in this position, this is an easier solution. Mm-hmm. But more or less... Only small adjustments will have to be made. And the only question after that is, did I pick the most practical lines? Uh, Are they going to be fashionable? Are there easier solutions? I mean, obviously there is like the opening, it's not the easiest way to equalize, right? The Berlin is maybe the easiest way to equalize, but it's not a bad, it's a very good opening. I play it myself. I would say it's very dynamic and it
0: also gives you chances with the black pieces as well. Serious chances, especially if you know everything that you're doing um, precisely. There's a lot of sharp lines in it that can turn both ways.
1: Yeah, I think this is the interesting interesting thing because it depends on your level very much. But let's say if you're a 1400 player, then what works best for you is just what you know best, mostly. So you pick something that you feel like you want to play and then you just learn it really well. Mm-hmm. And it actually doesn't matter so much. Um, so I, I'm not like selling the opening, mm-hmm. but it's just... Now, if we're talking about a high level... Then obviously it's much more nuanced. It's like let's say grandmaster level. It's like, um, is this position easy to play for me, but also is it easy to play for my opponent? And do they know something about it? And if they if they don't, it's probably because I found something that's completely new, right? Mm. Because most people are working on chess, they they're going to know they're going to know a lot of things. And to uncover something they don't know, you'll have to work pretty hard. So it really depends on the level how should they approach how should somebody that buys your
0: course approach the course because as you mentioned 45 45 hours that's a long time obviously split into a lot of um chapters should you start with the main lines and then branch out to the sidelines should you start just in order chapter one chapter two how should they approach it
1: well i explained this pretty well in the course i think that was one of my things that i want people to understand more or less uh how they this because it's pretty, pretty big. Yeah. So um, the first thing that someone should probably do is if they want like a they, they do the quick starter if they want like an overview that gives them basically all the essentials, and then they have the move orders and uh, after that you go chapter by chapter. Because it's structured in such a way that you learn the themes first, because it starts with the the sidelines. So it's the archangel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and on the fifth move, white has a choice which is a, a generic kind of real Lopez choice. Do you castle? Do you play d3? Do you play queen e2 or do you play knight c3? Mm-hmm. Or do you play d4?
0: Yes, d4.
1: Yeah, d4. Okay. I mean, like after knight f6, d4. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so first it starts with queen e2, d3, knight c3 because all those lines, black responds in the same way, which is b5 and bishop c5. And then you have a type of position that you kind of learn more or less how you place your pieces. Then after that, okay, I won't get into, <laughs> but then after that, it, it like more or less teaches you in a structured way the themes of the position, and it goes move by move. So first you learn move five, and then you learn move seven, and then you so on and so forth. You convinced me. I'm gonna buy your course. Can I get a discount? Well, C squared discount. Do they, we
0: do we get a discount? Probably not. We need to get a discount. All right. They, we'll set that
1: up. They do sales. I'm sure you can get a good price for it. We'll set that up for
0: sure. That's exciting. I'm excited about that. Um, when? Well, today is what? Today Tuesday is Tuesday for us. Mm-hmm. When is it coming out? I have no idea. Tuesday, October 2nd. I think you on mentioned them. on Discord that it's coming out next week. And that was like... I think week. they
1: said like October 4th was the plan. Okay. But that's tomorrow. I don't think it's coming out tomorrow. Why not?
0: Maybe right before the US Championship. Maybe that's the plan.
1: I think it really depends. They'll just get it out once they finish cutting and uploading. Mm. Editing and uploading. Because they have to... Uh, I mean, it's it's in PGN files and MP4 files. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of... Like the PGN, I think it's already uploaded to their Chessable. Really? Yeah. All of that is... Um, then the actual audio and video. I don't know how difficult it is to upload that stuff i'm probably not too difficult but they have to edit it and so on so
0: excellent all right that's good news i was excited about that it's been uh, in the works for a very long time so finally getting it out must feel pretty good for yourself as well you must be proud yeah, i mean it's it's been 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 mostly process. a relief
1: relief okay yeah. okay. <laughs> okay i don't have to do this anymore yeah then i think about like okay i see some cool opening <laughs> i'm like well this would be fun to show people but then i think about all the it's not just you show like if i show you an opening okay right. it takes like five minutes i'll show you some cool ideas and you'll be like okay but uh any anything like this is a huge project project mm-hmm. it doesn't take it doesn't take like weeks it takes months yeah yeah months of work i mean you've worked uh
0: in spain in the us you've been filming all over the world this this course has been uh, like a full-on project yeah <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Cool. All right. Um, US Championship starting very, very soon. Tomorrow is the opening ceremony. Excited about that. Um, I think we're going at the stadium, the soccer stadium, the new soccer team stadium. That's where the opening ceremony is okay, going to be. That'll be cool. Exciting.
1: Um, I've seen some of the guys, the soccer really? guys around. Okay. You can tell. I mean, yes. you can always tell when the athletes walking around. The athletes. Yeah. 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 So that's it's, like, gonna it's be pretty obvious especially if you see one of them in the gym like they actually know what they're doing yeah oh uh, so you can you can sort of get a feeling that someone is a soccer <laughs> player or a football player or i see a lot of football players around in this building yeah okay but uh some some soccer guys because they come from europe a lot of like german swedish guys have been around
0: interesting that's uh that's exciting yeah i'm looking forward to that um you're uh you're defending your title you won the title last year that was not easy I remember well actually
1: it, kinda it kind of <laughs> felt smooth yeah well last it's because year. I drew all all my games at the end and nobody like tried to catch up right less. so it was right. Just... you won a lot at the beginning I think you were on plus
0: four at some point right yeah,
1: yeah. well I ended on plus four plus four
0: and then you drew the last like four years right. or yeah yeah. Yeah. So. yeah 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 so it we... wasn't
1: too spectacular but sometimes you get lucky
0: naka is not uh, showing up. Um, Oh, I saw
1: why. He said that he had a prior commitment to do a filming something. something, And that didn't pan out. And it didn't happen. And then he decided to play guitar because probably the U.S. field was already filled up. And I I actually know this from experience that if at some point you say you can't play, they're not going to... Like once they fill the field up, that's... They're giving the invitation to somebody else. They immediately give it to someone else and you don't get another chance to get in. Like in... I probably mentioned this at some point in 2020, I... I couldn't play because of candidates. It was like directly uh, coinciding. And so I told them and they're like, okay. And then later I, it ended up that because of the because of COVID, like everything, everything got delayed. So it got delayed till like October. Mm. And not only that put on, it was put online. At that point I was like, yeah, I can play now. And they were like, well, no more spots. Sorry. Yeah. No, I like that about the club. You know, they keep
0: their, um, and you know, the US Championship in general, they keep their um, word. Yeah. Like if they give the invitation to somebody, you cannot, even if your name is Fabi, even if your name is Hikari, you cannot get back in.
1: Yeah, no, that's how it uh, should be, obviously. I mean, whoever whoever gets the spot has the right to play. I don't know who it was in this case. Maybe it was Darius. Contract. Maybe it was uh, Darius Spirits.
0: Darius is the wild card, yes.
1: So. I'm or would not it sure. go like by ratings? I don't know. But someone took Hikaru's place, whoever For goes. sure
0: uh I think it was Hans actually by rating at least I believe Hans is the last one okay Hans um it was supposed to be well we also have Grigory Grigory Oparin who switched I believe he's close to two years but he's not playing because I think he has to wait a little bit longer there this was this something weird with that. I mean
1: thing. I spoke to him about it there was something with that yeah I don't know exactly the details but um it wasn't clear if he could play or not. So basically, when you switch federations, you have to wait a
0: certain amount of years uh, from your last international event representing your previous federation, or you have to pay a big fine, depending on where you stand in terms of rating. His rating is pretty high, and I think he had to pay the Russian uh, federation like 30,000 euros, which is
1: yeah. ridiculous. Actually, I so this happened recently. I don't know if like people will, will want us to talk about this, but I, I just drew like a very clear parallel between this and the... Federation change, Mm -hmm. because there was a FIDE uh, announcement, I forget, it was like a few months ago, about transgender chess players, Mm -hmm. and it was like uh, the new regulation was that if someone changes their gender, they would um, potentially have to wait two years. Mm -hmm. This was the regulation, and it was consistent at least with the federation change, which I know people have a lot of issues with the whole thing, maybe maybe correctly or maybe not, but uh, I mean, with the the FIDE regulation, uh, that can definitely be debated, but at least it's consistent with the federation change that it's a two-year period, which is, I feel, very strict, perhaps in both cases, but at least it is consistent. I mean, I I think that they should basically, um, they shouldn't have these sorts of, like long wait times and these are
0: two years in which they cannot play in FIDE
1: events yeah just FIDE events
0: just FIDE events we're not talking yeah. about open international opens uh privately organized tournaments things of that nature
1: yeah these are just FIDE official events it's a FIDE rule so okay. it doesn't uh it doesn't like let's say you want to play at your club and you have either changed your Federation or your gender or whatever it is uh, this will not impact you hmm. but um but if you decide to play the World Cup, then it would impact you. Right.
0: That makes sense.
1: Until you're uh, approved for either one of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And at some point, I mean, you start counting, yeah? Because uh, Gregory, for example, he lost a few US championships, which pay very well. So you start thinking about, do I pay the 30,000? Do I not pay the 30,000? I know uh, recently there's been this... Obviously uh mass, mass exodus from the Russian Chess Federation basically. A lot of players uh left. Grigory was one of them. I mean I know um Pratke and Serana are playing for Serbia know, right now. Save. Fedosev is out, Alexenko is out. Yeah. Alexenko um Vitugov is one of the biggest names. So they didn't have to pay. For a short period of time, they didn't have to pay anything, but mm-hmm. will they be able to represent their new federation right now? Is is that how it works?
1: I don't know. I just know that they didn't have to pay. I guess that means that they can start playing immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Because yeah. like when I switched, I had to pay fifty thousand. Right. From Italian to, to Right. So I, I wanted to play right away. I couldn't wait. Right. So I paid the fifty thousand. Um I know Lanier when he switched, he, he waited. waited.
0: He waited. He waited two years, yeah. We remember that
1: because we were working with him. Yep. And um but he also had issues with travel anyway so yes. maybe for him because he also had to switch countries so he was on well, i don't remember exactly. he yeah, had the green card situation yeah, so he couldn't travel, so he couldn't travel yeah. you know, it kind like of that.
0: worked out for him yeah they weren't the as oh, many tournaments
1: maybe it didn't work out but it was uh, <laughs> maybe it was the right decision i mean it's obviously a very difficult period because if you can't play and you're a professional chess player two yeah. years that's a lot of time it takes away income but also takes away like equity in your overall career yes you, you, I mean, let's say you want to... on the bench is a lot. Yeah, let's say you want to play for a world championship and you're taking away some pretty valuable time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, US championship. All right, so who do we have? We have um, an interesting mix, actually, of players. First of all, we go back from last year when we had 14 players to mm-hmm. 12 players again. Last year, it was because of COVID um, and we missed a bit. Well, specifically
1: because they had the two U.S. Juniors, two U.S. Open US spots. Yeah. yeah, That yeah. was the thing. Um, all right. So let's start with that in that case. Wesley. U.S. Oh, Open. You wanna, you wanna or, or, oh, oh, you want to start? Andrew Tang. Oh, you want to start from the bottom. Why not? Yeah, Andrew Tang and Mishra from U.S. Juniors. Yes. Abhimanyu. And after that, we go to rating spots immediately. Wildcard. Right? Oh, wildcard. Darius, Darius, right? yes. Spirit. And after that, we go to rating spots. So that's Hans. That's... Jeffrey, that's Ray, that's Sam, both Sam, Sam Shanklin, Sam Savion. Mm-hmm. And, well, there's obviously more rating spots. So there's Lanier, there's Wesley, and there's Levon. And yourself. Well, Wesley's, I guess, the highest rated among them. Then probably Lanier, then Levon. And then I'm from the U.S. Championship last year. I don't think i take a rating spot. I think I'd I take.
0: you take a rating spot.
1: I think the winner the champion automatically, automatically, qualifies. automatically?
0: I believe oh, so okay okay that's interesting I didn't know that actually I thought it's um top I nine could, could be wrong but I believe
1: so by rating that's right I, I mean it would make more sense right like if you, you would expect that the winner last the champion should get yeah, in. like yeah. let's imagine that it's someone who doesn't qualify by rating I mean it someone. happens
0: in the candidates it should happen everywhere in this yeah, big yeah events, I, I think it, it would be
1: very weird that they would exclude the previous us champion just because like okay let's say I don't know
0: doesn't qualify by rating let's say I
1: I mean rating is very difficult to qualify by let's say someone like Jeffrey could easily not qualify by rating. he could also easily win the tournament yep and okay then it would be really weird like Jeffrey wins the tournament next year sorry you didn't have the highest rate (laughs) high enough rating no so I'm pretty sure that the US Championship SWAT does does guarantee um a spot next year
0: very nice well this um you're defending the title in case you win it, it's going to be your uh, third U.S. championship. Those are not easy to come by. The first one was 2016.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Second one, 2022. Yeah. So you had to wait quite a few years. Do you know who who leads U.S. championship wins? I want to say... There's a tie.
1: I know Hikaru has five, right? Yeah, Hikaru has five, but he does not lead. He's not leading. Not even close. Kamski? Kamski doesn't lead. No. Well, I think he has more than Hikaru. I think he has six. Okay. But... Okay, one name should be pretty clear. Bobby. Bobby has eight. Eight. Who first. else?
0: Who else has eight? But who else? You know. You're testing me right now. Yeah, I know. Okay, you're testing me right now. Okay, okay, okay. Um,
1: I give up. I don't know. Sammy Ryshevsky.
0: Oh, okay. How which many does he have? Eight. That's not a surprise. Eight. Big surprise. They both have eight.
1: Okay. I mean, there's some, some names that you'd expect at the top, like, yeah, uh, sir, is near the top four yeah I mean, yeah four four is pretty good Wesley's three I mean there's a lot of players like Lev Albert um, players like that who have a bunch mm-hmm. so yeah I, obviously Hikaru is near the top with five and Kamski it's always that question right do you feel it's more difficult to
0: win it right now than it was <laughs> of course 50 years ago <laughs> 40 course, years, yeah. ago, oh. years ago 30 years ago we know. have
1: how many people from the top 10 it's ridiculous yeah yeah yeah, yeah. If, if Icaro was playing, then we'd have four in top 10. Is Lenier in top 10? Maybe. No, 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 for sure not. At least three, but Lenier is very close to top 10. Very close to it. I mean, no, our, I, I, I've been looking at
0: the, uh, the way the, uh, the Federation um, by rating changes every month. And um, I think it was Russia, Ukraine, and the US. And they were vying for position for the last six, seven years. But now the US is the highest by far. russia is okay
1: russia lost all their players really really
0: suffering right now yeah
1: i mean okay they they still have a very good team let's say if they let's say in the next olympiad they have nepo uh yeah they have jan grishuk they have grishuk and they have karyakin if karyakin decides to play which is not clear anymore if he's like even interested in playing chess or, or not or what his deal is but he still potentially could play which is already like 327.50 yeah. plus guys. And then, um, who else do they have? Um, well, Dubov? fourth, I mean, they definitely have Dubov, but maybe some other players as well. Like, I don't know, if, is Tomaszewski still in the Federation? Yes, I think um, so. Vityukov was a big one. Yeah, yeah that's actually say. a big, big player to lose because he's he's been consistently 27.20 or so. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, 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 27.30, well,
0: um,
1: all yeah depends depending but yeah more or less he's around that level he's good they still could probably field two very decent teams one very strong team and one slightly weaker one but still very strong country but he us. was
0: also a very good coach I and mean, he I, he had experience as a coach with Yukov. he, he was the second of Nepal mm-hmm. quite
1: a few times well he might still be
0: you think so you
1: I'll think see. there would be some sort of a conflict there I really don't know how it works between in the country because I'm sure that they don't have bad relations or anything but maybe it would be awkward if like let's say Jan is getting some support for training then maybe it would be awkward. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. That type of conflict. I have no idea how it works. It sounds very complicated of course but uh, no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. So uh, that's a big big uh, US championship I have to say. I mean so powerful so strong. Um, even Without Naka, yeah? With Naka, it would be extremely, extremely strong. Without Naka, still very, very strong. It uh, doesn't change it so much. I mean, that's obviously... the strategy to, to, to win an event like this?
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, it doesn't change it so... Like, of course, Hikaru would make it significantly stronger, but not... Like, let's say he takes out someone who's 2,700, more or less, or 2,680. Yeah. It, still, that player can have a tournament that's as good as Naka's tournament, potentially, right? It's, it's a, a difference, but it's not a difference that wouldn't 100% manifest in one tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strategy to win is generally like plus four probably does it. Plus four, yeah. Probably. Sometimes even plus three does it. And I think I once scored plus two and it tied Mm. with Wesley and uh, Sam Savion.
0: Didn't Shankland win it with plus three?
1: Shankland won with plus six. Plus six? In 2018, I I actually got plus five and it wasn't enough. It was pretty... Extremely badly pretty bad wrong, luck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good tournament plus yeah. 5 I, I lost to Izoria ah that was the one yeah he won in the last round against um, I'm not sure if it was Chris, a maybe a Wander, a or wander. Chris, yeah a Wander maybe yeah. the Wander in the last and one and the Karakhan. like he got him from the opening yep I was because I, I, I also won and I was kind of like thinking I probably will win because I was playing Onishuk who was having the most miserable tournament ever and he didn't look like he wanted to be there and yeah, but it wasn't enough. Mm. Yeah. And then Magnus made fun of me after the tournament. Did he? What did he say? Well, we, we were playing the match, so he was taking. Ah, uh, he was starting the mine like, games. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, I also wasn't able to win Norwegian Championship this year." Something, something <laughs> like that. Just, <laughs> okay, I'm not 100 sure if
0: that's making fun of you or just kind of kind of yeah poking fun a little bit. poking a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Naka is playing the Qatar Masters, which is another... Magnus too, yeah. Magnus is playing Mm -hmm. that one as well. Um, Yeah, no,
1: definitely that one is going to be... Magnus is playing the European Club Cup now. Yes. And he decided to transition from playing E4A6 in Title Tuesday to playing (laughs) E4A6 over the board. I saw that, yes. So he plays E4A6 now. Did he win? Yeah, he won. He won the game, eh?
0: yeah? Did he play against?
1: 25, low twenty-five hundred. GM. That's actually kind
0: of crazy. Bathing twenty five hundreds with
1: E4A6, okay. It's not such a bad opening. It's It's not not the worst thing. Like you can kind of, with modern engines, you can sort of make everything work to an extent. Like if I prepared E4A6 and you don't know anything about it, probably 80% I equalize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you'll have to be super accurate and I'll know what the computer says. Yeah. And if I get worse, it'll be a tiny bit worse. And you kind of know the direction, right? I mean, E4, A6, probably white is going to go D4,
0: going to try to be aggressive. And after
1: D4, you play E6. It's not like you're playing B5. Basically, A6 is like... Like, usually A6 was connected with playing B5 and playing a pretty shitty position. Now it's connected with E6 and D4 and then D5 and then C5, which is basically just playing a French with a different move order. Like, back in the day, E4, E6, D4, D5... 92 a6 is like a very and then c5 like it's a very common move to, to prevent bishop b5 I think Anish had a very funny tweet about it let me see if I can find it <coughs>
0: basically uh, calling Magnus a chicken <laughs> <laughs> let's see so after he played yeah 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 so Agabador was like okay you prepare for a nice classical game against Magnus and he plays one a6 And then Giri retweets and he says and then
1: two E6, like a real chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, Magnus is not throwing caution completely. It's still impressive, but he's not playing crazy stuff. Yeah. I think, it, like, E4, a 6 and then E6 is a little bit less risky than, let's say, playing the Pirk. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Pyrrhic is one of the more uncontrollable ones. And then if you're, like, talking about openings that are, that are kind of just sad, it's like the Scandinavian. These mm-hmm. days are just sad. It's not even like it's it's not like you're losing you just got a pretty miserable.
0: My student actually wanted to play the Scandinavian last round. Which um student? sorry, not the last round. The penultimate round. Uh, Bella Krasteva, who uh, at the juniors. She was playing in the women's section and uh, she wanted to play the Scandinavian against Carissa I think. And it was like no, don't you're not touching deep on.
1: <laughs> I think it's better to play uh, the can just play something like yes the elect- I, it's it's a bit better yes I at think least so it too. gives white a bit less freedom in terms of like ways like white has a pretty narrow path probably to a slight advantage in that
0: yeah i mean the scandinavian you're just giving up so much space right it's just like center central
1: control space and you don't get much in return yeah, i think it's just like modern analysis is not really favoring it too much yeah and white doesn't have to know a great deal it still can be pretty confusing to prove an advantage but like, in blitz, it works on fine. I mean, I was struggling so much against Shimonov, who always took on d5, knight c3, queen e5 in the title Tuesday. And then he would play knight c6. Queen e5 check, not queen e6. Uh, no, queen. Because queen, queen e6, I think, is called the
0: Patzer variation.
1: Queen no, queen, e, queen e5, bishop g 2 bishop g4. Oh. This was the idea. d4, take on e2, knight e2, and then I think he put the queen on a5. That sounds like a Or maybe nonsense. h5. And then knight c6 comes, long castle, and you have to kind of concretely know he was playing it against everyone. Hmm. Then people started to analyze it. And then, like, turns out that after ninety two e2, like knight c6, d4, queen moves. I think it's queen h5. Then queen d3 is particularly strong. Something like that. I, yep. I don't remember the details. But at some point, I think Geary played it. Like, analyzed it and, and beat him. He destroyed it. Prepared for his his <laughs> shitty queen e5 and and, uh, and beat him in a blitz game. Oh, so people have these like little blitz openings. Like today, I played the Blumenfeld Gambit. Hmm, which is all stream it. Titles no, no, no. you right? No, I didn't stream titles so you say. I played yeah. it against like a good player, Drigalov. Yes, I, him I played well, him.
0: Before. I played him in the last round of um, the last playing championship
1: tour. Not bad. Yeah, I I played the Blumenfeld. I got like significant advantage from the opening because I knew it basically, and he didn't. Yeah, he knew like almost nothing. Which if you don't, like, analyze it, then, of course, what are you going to know? So, yeah, blitz, like, these Blitz weapons are very effective. Even E4, a 6 if you know it well, your opponent doesn't, like, it's a very effective opening. Yep.
0: Let's say with the US Championship for a second, because let's talk about uh, underdogs. Who
1: would you call an underdog? Who would you call a um, wild card? Like an no, underdog no. in terms of like a dark horse? Or dark horse, yes, yes, that's a better but, word. Or just yes. an underdog as a no, 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 no,
0: dark horse. Because we know who the underdogs are on paper. But who's a dark horse? Hans.
1: Hans, okay. <laughs> but well, see, Hans, You wanted me to say that, right?
0: Uh, I didn't think about it too much, but sure, why not? But Hans hasn't been playing very well recently. I actually met him uh, at the World Juniors. He was in Mexico. Um, he really thought that he's going to win it um it wasn't an easy event definitely he struggled but he from our discussions our conversations he still has a lot of confidence he still believes that he can come back and he still thinks that he's going to be 2700 in the next three months that's what he said he was like
1: could happen i mean he's reached it before i don't see why not but uh so there's still the belief
0: there's still the confidence even after you know um let's say mediocre results because he lost i believe 10 rating points in Mexico.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have the consistency yet. He definitely has to reach that point. Um, but the, the juniors is very tough. Because, it's so difficult. Because the kids are not necessarily their rating. Like, they, they could be very underrated. So you're going to face some kids who are definitely going to be underrated. You're going to think that you're a clear favorite, and, and it's not always going to be the case. So, like, he, for example, in the last round, he plays N- Nesterov. Yes. Who drew Geary twice in classical in the World Cup. And, okay, I think that Giri beat him pretty easily in the rapid, but still, he's a very good player. He was very able to player, hold right. Giri twice in classical chess. I mean, I don't really see why there's such a qualitative difference that that Hans is like a clear favorite over Nesterov, yeah. at least in one game. Maybe in a match, okay, he's going to be a favorite, but in one game, um, you know,
0: it's, it's going to be a tough game. And it's also the mentality that Hans, Hans uh, has, right? Uh, his mentality was always to just win the tournament. I have to win the tournament, nothing else matters. Second one doesn't matter, uh, second place doesn't matter. You just have to win the tournament. And he said that from the beginning of it, and he went into the final round with that mentality as well. Still, he didn't have a chance to win it because we kind of knew by tie breaks, Maurizio, who uh, won the tournament, will be the clear favorite. And it was very difficult to change um, that. He had to lose basically,
1: Maurizio had to lose that would be no but
0: then he doesn't win it anyway because luca wins it okay uh, okay so so
1: it was out of his hands yes no he wasn't going to win the tournament
0: in the last round but he could tie for um for the podium he could
1: get on the podium yeah i mean world juniors the thing is of course that playing for first is what makes sense because nobody remembers anything besides first place true even first place to be honest people don't really remember next a few years later like maybe you remember who won in 2018, but you won't remember who won in 2019 or 2017. They right? do
0: remember it if you if you get to the next level. Like for yeah. example, if then right nobody right now cares reaches, point, right? You like, can
1: still say I was a world junior champion. Like Shakriar was world junior champion, right? right? But who cares? I mean, he was a top player. That's that. When we mention Shakriar we don't mention he was world junior champion. We mention that he was like number two in the world in 2800 in yep. 2018. Uh, if we mention Magnus, we don't say, "Oh, he was never world junior champion," which I don't think he was. Like, who cares? Uh, the same for any. Like, if you're if you reach a level, it doesn't matter. Yep. So, world junior champion is a very nice, um, like, stepping stone, but it's more like a boost to get you. It. I mean, it's a, it's a worthwhile title, of course, but it's not. Um, it doesn't really make or break careers. No, no, it's it's a preview of
0: who the elite players are going to be uh, at least it used to be obviously the level has decreased a little bit in the last few years i feel we don't see um the Nihals, uh the air Isis, uh, yeah. well think about who what the, the tournament would be if
1: everyone who is legible played so we would start with ali reza because i think he's still eligible i think he's 20 yes right? then we would have Gukesh who is uh, 17 then we would have prague who i think they're actually around the same rating now like very close yes Prague gained a bit uh then we would have, yeah, uh, Abdusitarov, who I think is still eligible, 20, right? Yes. Uh, or maybe 19, maybe he's No, I ready. think he's younger, actually, yeah, 19. Okay, so he's, uh, Arjun, is he still? He's eligible, yes. Arjun, Nihal, um, there's other players, Sindarov, Keimer. actually, I can't, Chimer, I mean, Kymer is course. actually one of the higher rated ones now that I think of it. Yeah if he's still he's probably still i is, think right?
0: he's still eligible i think he's anyway, it, would, 20, it would be literally it,
1: it would be a tournament that like magnus would not be guaranteed to win yes or any player in the world yes yes uh, so so yeah you can imagine how how strong it would be the way it is of course it's still a very strong event but it, it isn't uh the event that it could be one thing that i feel it's um quite
0: importantly attached to this tournament is government support um, if you win it, you will get a lot of attention from the press and you will get a lot of attention from the government. Especially all, all
1: these super strong guys, they already have it. That's why they don't the care. They're super strong guys, yes. yes. But that's if you're Maurizi,
0: 2550, and you oh, win that, it.
1: They they care a lot. Now you're course. going to get a that's, lot of that's, support. That's very big for them. It was a big win for Maurizi. Uh, like your student Luca, it was also a very good result for him. Exactly. Um, he mentioned. But if you're, you're Ali Reza, who cares, right? Yeah. If you're. Yeah. Uh, no I, guess I doesn't care of course yeah. of course
0: no but you know even a medal at this competition um signifies that maybe in some places of the world you're going to get a pension uh for like a year yeah, it's, it's, going it's to get
1: definitely a good a chunk of change outcome, yeah.
0: that can help you you're going to get some some
1: sponsors so no it's it's especially important. if you're like let's say for example an indian player but you're going to be in the shadow of all the all the like highest rated Young players, right? Yes. Let's say you're like number eleven on the list of young it's still very good, but you're gonna be completely in the shadow. So this will give you like a boost. Maybe your local government will give you some sort of sponsorship or cover your coaching or something like that. So yeah, yeah definitely it's it's um even in the US we have things like this, right? We have like this Samford Fellowship, fellowship yeah, fellowship. Uh, which is I think pretty significant. I 40, think it's forty thousand dollars. Forty that forty grand, yeah. It's a lot. It's pretty significant um like a lot of probably most of the u.s players at some point got that i didn't get it because i was out of the country but like hans got it okay. i think probably jeff abhimanyu jeffrey all um, the promising
0: young players yeah all, all
1: these guys so so the u.s actually has that as well which is good yeah um, okay the u.s is a very very good chess country these days
0: I would say so. No. Um, yeah, there were some problems with the organization, Hans brought them up as well. Um, he was really angry about the uh, Wi-Fi, which I have to say, it was a problem. Um, I was lucky and my students were lucky enough that we had a hotspot. I have a work phone which has hotspot, international data, and I was able to connect everybody's phones to, uh, to that. I went through forty gigs of 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 uh, data so quickly. We had to like call back to the US and get some more, but it was a huge problem because nowadays we're basically attached, uh, we're dependent on cloud engines. We cannot work without cloud engines. Um, uh, well, was- I don't know.
1: I like. I I'm thinking about it. If I just turn my hotspot on, yes, it doesn't really take much data to run a cloud engine. Yes. So if I turn my hotspot on, I'll probably be set if I have no Wi-Fi. Like that, I, I know that this is a solution. In, I mean, sometimes you have internet problems. I've I've dealt with this. Right. Obviously, we've dealt with this. Yes. I mean, you could uh, you could get a SIM card, or like what's um, like a USB, right? Yes. Physical gigabytes.
0: Uh, that, I think some of the players were trying to get that.
1: That's always annoying. But for example, in Chennai during the Olympiad, I mean, this is not a unusual issue we had no internet in Chennai mm. during the olympiad right so so either you kind of you prepare a bit if the internet's working and then if it's fickle it stops working then you decide to take a break or or you find a solution like getting yeah like we got the the sticks mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which um yeah kind of works but even those are not that reliable. isn't great yeah we've dealt with this also in our training if you remember it's in Spain, 2018 yeah. We had problems with internet and Airbnb. What can you do? Sometimes travel, it's, it's a bit of an issue.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but at the big hotel, international hotel, you need to have reliant, um, reliable wifi. And I feel that was, that was a problem in my opinion.
1: Food was good. I like the food, but where were where you staying? Was it like a touristy place?
0: Mm, I, I mean, wouldn't call it touristy, but it was a big hotel. Um it was more like a business hotel it wasn't ah, okay. a hilton um i think it was called actually i don't remember exactly how it was called it was 10 minutes away 15 minutes away from the city center
1: mm-hmm. um yeah yeah maybe it's normal to have internet um mostly a business hotel because it was connected to uh, this galleria so again that's were... like that's really on the hotel yes i mean i don't blame the organizers i the, no. wouldn't blame the organizers too no. much for this of course they could vet the hotel but let's say you go to a hotel and you try the internet for five minutes, it works, and you're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, are you really going to like monitor it constantly and then decide uh, people don't do that? So um, not the most unusual issue I've had, especially back in the day, right? When the internet was, was more unstable. But back in the day, we weren't using that many cloud engines. Like
0: everybody five years ago was using their own laptops. You have a good laptop, you're going to be able to run a decent engine. Nowadays, yeah. I, yeah. you cannot do anything with a laptop. I mean, you yeah, can, but true. it's not really reliable, I guess.
1: You can always turn Lila on your laptop and, <laughs> and get crushed. Mm, by, maybe it'll, maybe it'll work out
0: by a cloud uh, stockfish uh, quickly. Yeah, um, but that was good. I liked it. First time in Mexico for me. I enjoyed it. We went to the pyramids. That was an interesting uh, Tijuacan. Tijuacan? Teotihuacan. I think Teotihuacan uh, pyramids. I'm sure somebody's going to correct me in the comments, but it was good. I had a lot of fun. Have you been to Mexico?
1: Yeah, I have something. I'll show you. Oh, you're gonna show me? Whoa, that,
0: that, that was not planned.
1: My... What is that? My Mexican owl. Well, it's a, it's a flute. Can you play it? No, I'm, I mean, I I probably could, but uh, who I bought it from showed me how to play it and. You're not proficient in it. I'm not proficient in this flute, but it's it's a little sort of owl. I it's guess. beautiful. It's a. I don't know what kind of bird it is. It's uh, beautiful. I got it at Chichen Itza. Um, also pyramids, also very nice. Um, very impressive how they built those. All right, so let's put
0: it next to the goat. That's All nice. right, what's the story of this goat, actually? It's a very uh, interesting goat. Very simple. It's a simplistic goat.
1: It's a you know minimalistic goat. Minimalistic goat. I like it.
0: Yes. Where did you get this one?
1: Well, we don't disclose that information.
0: <sighs> so much secrecy. So much secrecy. I like it. I like the goat. I like the owl. You have beautiful animals in nice okay. house. Okay. I have uh, uh, others,
1: but I don't know where they are. But these are the the main. I, mean, I also have some bulls from India. Actually, some nice bull coasters <laughs> from India. <laughs> We'll we'll see them in the next episode for sure. Um
0: US Women's Championship. Let's talk about that as well because we have some interesting stories in that one. Eight-time national champion, Irina Crush. But she's one of the favorites also. But we have Alice Lee. In my opinion, she's she's going in for the first time at 13 years of age as the favorite to win this one. I mean, she's been having a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. Um just she could be the favorite playing good chess I mean yeah. she's really playing good chess um she played great chess in the Pro chess league as well I remember she yeah she there a couple yeah. of
1: times No, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one I mean we have like the old the Jennifer old guard. Or you yeah but yeah Jen, Jen is the current US Champion yes so she won last year yes so we have like the mix of the old guard and the younger kids so get a full list up That's in the field I'll tell you the field obviously old guard is like Irina, anna, anna yes uh, i guess Tatev, who's played in like a million u.s championships is also among the most experienced players there yes um nazi is playing right she's probably Nazi's one playing of, one of the more experienced players as well and then okay the young carissa carissa alice alice jennifer Begim, mm, 24 years sort of, of age. In, in the middle, right? Yeah. She's sana. pretty experienced as well. Um,
0: Jennifer, 22. 21, actually.
1: I think she's won twice, which is quite impressive.
0: Yes, two time.
1: It's actually not super young when I think about it, because also, like... H- Ashrita is 22. How, yeah, how many are under 20? Not that Carissa many. Carissa and actually, you Alice. Have. Is that it?
0: Carissa, Alice, Ru Yang. Uh, Talia is 20, so borderline
1: yeah I mean it's young but it's um like some of the young stars that we had in the past they grew up right yeah like Carissa she she became an established player yeah um yeah it'll be interesting she's had a good event Carissa got a medal in um Mexico so
0: she's coming from Mexico as well uh got uh second on tie breaks so she had an interesting event a bit unstable at times but she started off really well so this. This is what I noticed with Carissa's play at the beginning of the tournament. She plays extremely well. Very, very confident. Um, she slows down a little bit towards the end and I feel that caught up with her in Mexico as well. But if she manages to maintain that first burst of energy that she usually has at the beginning of the event, she's um, she's a force to be reckoned with
1: for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty tight race. I think that besides, uh, I guess, the rating favorites, which are probably like, Irina, and uh, Alice, and Carissa, mm-hmm. and maybe Anna is a bit lower now these days. It's a bit lower, yeah. I f- still feel like it's going to be a, a tough battle, and and a lot of. Um, yeah, it's a, a lot could potentially win, so I wouldn't make it just like the the U.S. Open I w- championship. I wouldn't make it like a, like a two horse race or anything like that. Sure. I think it's pretty pretty wide open. We have a an interesting winner
0: of the U.S. Open actually, Andrew Tang. Mm-hmm. He's a fun guy to follow, especially online. I mean, obviously, he's very well known for his bullet skills. Uh, Nowadays, he's kind of out of, let's say, the classical chess world. Uh, He's, if I'm not mistaken, a trader or an analyst at one of these big finance firms, uh, SIG, who is also sponsoring the Collegiate Chess League. By the way, they like to have a lot of collegiate guys coming and work for them. well, he's interesting. He's an interesting player. Have you ever played him?
1: Online, yes. Over the board, chess, never. Never on? Huh? Never over the board in any, any time. I played a, a bullet match against him last year. He's so fast. <laughs> I was, uh, like, I thought I'm, I'm a pretty serious underdog. It was one zero, no increment. I did end up losing the match, but I was leading with one game left. Chess.com or really chess? Chess.com, bullet, chess championship. Mm. Uh... So it was the first round, and I think the score was nine eight, leading with one game left. I was very surprised. I lost that last game, and then we went into overtime, and he beat me one game one game in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty disappointing, but okay. I, I don't um, like for me bullet is just something I do very occasionally for fun. I'm not very good. Uh, I mean, compared to like the good guys, like yeah. the really good guys, but still i have like some some skills which i don't really manage to show usually i choke these matches but uh but like okay i'm not terrible just these guys are very good like andrew's very very fast very fast um i think he was also off form when i played him so he normally he would probably um he would probably be more of a favorite and and yeah i played this year obviously the one which hikaru won against magnus which um, was fun to watch I played it as well and I, the bullet championship yeah
0: that one I didn't follow actually
1: well Hikaru beat Magnus it was a double elimination I lost uh, two matches first one was absolutely not close at all I was playing Bortnik not a close match uh, he won very very handily and the second match was very close I played Lazovic uh, I mean I lost but I really shouldn't have Like,
0: uh, I remember that
1: now I now I remember. Yes. They all just come and go. Yeah? It, it was yeah, I, I kind of choked that match a little bit. I really should have won that match because I was leading okay, I was also my brain was fried because I was recording chessable at the same time <laughs> as playing bullet. I was like couldn't uh couldn't see the board. Yeah. Magnus was playing the thing completely drunk, I think. Like Or not drunk, maybe maybe just hung over, but pretty <laughs> <violent>. <laughs> Then I play this chess bra tournament, you remember that? It was a physical I... tournament that oh, the chess bros yeah, organized right? in, in Spain. Spain.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember.
1: And I'm the favorite by like 500 points. Okay. Uh, well, okay. The next highest rate was Amon. Amon. Yeah. yeah, not 500. But okay. um, Quite a few. Yeah. yeah. 400. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us won. What? Who won? Oh, no, sorry. Actually, no. Mon did win. He did win. He won the tournament. He won the tournament. By the skin of his where teeth. Did, where did you place? I lost one game. And yes. that was it. I lost to Dimitri Schneider.
0: Okay. CFO, yeah. Chessboard CFO? Yeah.
1: Who I have known since we were kids. Yeah. He's a few years older than me. And I was even surprised to see him there because I didn't know. I was like, I hadn't seen him in like yeah,
0: he works with chess 15 ball, I mean.
1: years or something. It's like, or more than that. Maybe maybe even closer to 20. So I, I see him there. I'm like, surprised. So, I mean, it's good to see him. And then we, like, he's the guy, he doesn't play chess anymore. I mean, he was a good chess player, but yes. he he's, like, fully in other Well, I areas. think he was in finance yeah. for a long time, and then he came back to chess, yeah. chess ball. But not as a player. Not as, as a player, as a, yeah. Uh, I mean, he works in a company. Um, and then he just, like, I didn't have a chance just a story. Really? Oh. So that oh. was a bit sobering. Kudos to him. Couldn't, and then Eric gave a speech. He said I was supposed to win it <laughs> <laughs> he was probably hoping that he
0: will win it so that he come back play some more chess bra events you spend some time with the chess bras there ah, I saw the video with Amon eating the uh, ghost pepper
1: yeah actually I think there's maybe maybe we should talk to them because they did a promotional video for my chess ball did they Yeah the chess bras I like I show Amon a little bit of a variation yeah okay, so yeah, it's supposed I mean, to be. Uh, but I, that's what I, I, Aman I think now has a thing where he's going to be like reviewing chessboard courses okay I think okay. that this is a new thing okay like he's getting involved in it in some way okay either reviewing or like promo doing promos on their channel something like that very interesting very interesting yeah looking forward to that
0: um, well I invited them to come on the podcast at some point Eric was at my wedding and we talked a bit about that but we both agreed that we would like him whenever we can do it physically mm-hmm. it's just so much more nicer to have it physically right mm-hmm. even though I have to say I mean the last few episodes I really enjoyed Daniel one Daniel was great um so the ones where we do it online I think we can
1: get proficient at that as well yeah, we should get the chess bros on either Eric or. Mom, we will yeah or, or both of them uh, well maybe in Toronto have... Yeah, we're are you sure that they'll be there? Oh, they, they live in Toronto. Been, yeah, of course, of course, of
0: course. Yeah,
1: yeah, they should be okay. there
0: unless they're crazy and gone somewhere.
1: Yeah, no, no, I just I forgot for a second that they're actually because they they've been they bounced around for a while, right? Yeah, but yeah, used used to be part of the crew, sort of. Yeah, um, but then they they used to come to St. Louis a lot and
0: not so much. They used to live in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they were they were kind of moving back and forth but they had a place here yeah and yeah good old days (laughs) good old days all right where do we stand do we
0: have anything else to I think we more or less talked about a lot of things European Club Cup uh Toronto touched upon that we're gonna talk about that at a later time as well yeah we covered a lot of things a lot of ground US Championship starting in just a little bit of time. We do have some big news at some point. I don't know exactly when this one is going to be aired, but why not? Let's just say it, yeah? Uh, We have a website coming out, c2pod.com, c2pod.com. Go and check it out. Hopefully, it's going to be live by the time we release this episode. c2pod.com. That's where you can listen to our podcasts. You can uh, get redirected to whatever platform you're using to see uh, and listen to our podcasts. So check that one out. We will have a um, some merch as well. At some point, we don't have it yet, but we will have that one as well. Primarily
1: cat sweaters. Cats? What? Primarily.
0: We we actually did not discuss this. This is most of it.
1: I mean, it was just a problem with the production line that they could only manufacture sweaters for cats. You did not tell me about the cat sweaters. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just the production. I mean, these guys, you know, they they didn't realize that we were like doing more so stuff doing cat sweaters, So it's just, for, so if you have a cat, it's going, to, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. If you don't have a cat, then well, maybe you have a small dog. It also works, you know.
0: Check it out. C2pod.com. Merch is coming soon. Maybe by the end of the US Championship, we'll figure it out. Um, cool. Yeah, that's, that's more or less it. And in Discord. Discord has been popping. We've been, there's a lot of discussion in Discord um mostly nonsense but Mm. make sure you join
1: yeah that was a very
0: (laughs) very weak yeah
1: (laughs) yeah go go for it (laughs) that was a very weak yeah
0: (laughs) all right share uh the episode with your friends tell them where you're hanging out tell them what you're listening to c square podcast c2pod.com we'll see you guys in the rest day of the u.s championship maybe after the u.s championship We don't know exactly right now. See you guys in the next one.